And thank you for tuning in. I'm so glad that you're here. And if you're new, welcome. I'm glad you chose to stop by. (sighs) Today, let's talk about something that I think could potentially impact many of us. Many of us want to live fully, don't we? We want to express ourselves and taste the many delights that this world has to offer. Like an eager child, we want to go forth into the world to explore, to experiment, to play, to dive all in. But equally, many of us don't actually do this. We don't live fully. Instead, we hold ourselves back. Oh man, I could dive in all on this right now, but first, please let me introduce myself and then we'll jump into this good juicy stuff. Hi there, my name is Dr. Kelly Ray and I'm a mindset coach counselor, notably known as the Inner Critic Tamer. And I am super passionate about helping others just like you and me who have gone through some things perhaps we don't talk about. But we know we want to be better for ourselves because it's not only good for us, but our kids and their kids to come. I'm obsessed with teaching others how to tame their inner critic, that inner childhood conditioning, or those bumps and bruises that we gained along our journey in adulthood that holds us back, keeps us stuck, even causes us to hesitate and doubt ourselves in moving forward. And learn to heal from that so that you can live the vibrant life that you were designed to live. And during this episode, we're going to be talking about why we hold ourselves back from truly living full out in our lives. As I stated in the beginning, many of us want to live fully. But we more often than not hold ourselves back. We stay small. We dismiss our dreams and we play safe. We um and ah, we hesitate. We even retreat from the fullness of life, from change, from opportunity. Considering we only have this life right now and it's fleeting, you'd think we'd go all in and make the most of it. But instead, we leave so much on the table. And unfortunately, this leads to a life of regret and resentment. So why do we live this way? Why do we hold ourselves back? Well, one, we're worried about what other people's think. And I know many of you might just like hit the pause or skip and say, no, that's not me. But I'm going to, I'm going to encourage you to just pause and consider this for a second. We think about hmm, our parents, our friends, our neighbors, our colleagues, random folks on social media. What will they think about us? Whether you want to know if they approve of your outfit or your career, you keep looking outside of you for permission to be, do, and have what you want. I understand that. I do. I I do it too. You know, when I first started something new, when I, you know, when I first went into, when I was in paralegal background in the legal field, I worried whether or not I was going to look foolish because I didn't know everything. 
And then when I went on to become a massage therapist, I often wondered, along with so much stigma behind massage therapy, I can tell you honestly, there's a lot of people that I didn't tell that I did massage to because of their preconceived judgments of what they thought massage was or for my own safety of there's some crazy people out there. Then when I got my PhD and decided I was going to do this whole counseling coaching thing, of course I doubted myself because I hadn't had enough experience to know that what I already know and how I was already helping people, the piece of paper I got from school was just something like the cherry on top. I was already doing that. I just now had a piece of paper that said, yep, you, you, you earned this. And so we cause ourselves to doubt ourselves. We cause ourselves to worry. Are other people going to think we're, we're good enough? And we do it. It's, it's part of our communal instinct. You know, it's a primordial thing that's in our brain that we want connection with other people. That's why we're so, um, determined to have that tribe mentality. So whether you're, close to your family or you have friends or you've created a community of people that may be a mixture of family and friends, maybe just friends, whatever they may be, we're always looking for that safety in numbers, so to speak, to validate who we are. So I hope this clears up a little bit that yes, we may have outgrown the high school mentality of, I wonder if they're going to like my outfit today or tomorrow at school, or am I going to get teased for it, to we let this stuff roll over in our lives when we doubt ourselves, when we're not feeling secure in ourselves, we're not feeling confident in ourselves. This need for approval, belonging and accepting is, like I said, deeply baked into all of us. It's part of our survival instinct. But it also holds us back from our fullest most brilliant and authentic life because we choose what others want instead of what we want because we want to fit in. We want to be accepted. We want to be loved even though it goes against what we truly want. If you want to go have your own business, if you want to have a relationship, if you want to feel a certain way about your body, but you're so concerned about what other people think, then perhaps it's time that you and I have a conversation and or we give you permission to live your life. But I can tell you it's not as just easy as go live your life. There's usually what I call baggage behind there, tucked away in the back recesses of that closet where your inner critic hangs out, who is, you know, like a bodyguard to all that baggage, going to keep all that stuff safe so that it doesn't come out because they use that as an arsenal for keeping you from fully living. It's a vicious cycle, and it's one that can be broken. It's one that can be rectified and healed so that you can live your truly vibrant life. Number two, we don't like uncertainty. Another reason we hold ourselves back is because we don't like the unknown. 
We want to get all the answers before we take a leap. So we overanalyze, we overplan, we overthink, predict, and prepare. We wait for every duck to be in a row before we act. This is futile because no one can predict or control the future. We cannot prepare for every eventuality. And in most cases, you must take steps without all the information. All this overthinking and overanalyzing simply puts us off, waste our time, and holds us back. It's also a great way to avoid our brilliance. It ultimately causes us to break down any trust barriers we have with ourselves and our ability to do things. Number three, we fear failure. The shame associated with failure, the embarrassment and the anxiety is stifling and holds us back from so many things. What if I mess it up? What if I get it wrong? What if it doesn't work out? What if I fail again? What if it doesn't work again? What if I must go back to the drawing board? What will other people think of me then? Go back to point one. There are so many steps we don't take and moves we don't make because we're just too scared to fail. We take failure personally. We think it means something about us, usually something bad. And so we'd rather stay away from that. We'd rather hold back and not try than try and fail in the process. Even if that process does lead to the eventual success. We cut off our nose to spite our face, so to speak, when it comes to the fear of failure. Number four, we lack self-belief. I can't. I'm not worthy. I'm not good enough. I'm an imposter. I'm not smart enough, confident enough, young enough, rich enough, pretty enough tall enough, and blah, blah, blah. The list goes on. All this not enoughness holds us back from so many things. The problem is not so much the thoughts, but that we let these thoughts stop us. Some people act in spite of their insecurities, and as a result, they are still successful. They still live fully. But many of us let our insecurities dictate our behavior. They become the reason we never move forward. They become the excuses we make to justify holding back. Number five, we lack vision and direction. Where are you going? This way? That way? Many ways, are you darting around lost and confused and forever changing your mind? Now, not all who wander are lost, but many of us 
Not having a clear vision and direction only serves to make us more confused, more insecure, more fearful, and hesitant. And that only makes us hold back even more. Without a clear vision, we stutter our way through life, never making any real progress, except in few fits and starts. Without clear vision, we hold ourselves back. Isn't it time that you move forward? Look, if you've been around the sun 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80 years, whatever it may be, you've probably experienced some bumps and bruises and disappointments and setbacks and things that have caused you to go, ooh, I don't know. But I'm telling you that sometimes that I don't know and not getting back up on the horse, as my mom used to say, when you fall down or get knocked down, is the thing that causes you to get so riddled with fear, resentment, judgment, and just kind of become an unhappy human being to be around. I know that's not what you want for your life, and I know that's not what you would want for your kids or your grandkids or or anything like that. And these are habits and patterns that just take hold of us because we've repeated them so many times from our onset of being afraid or our, our first time we got in a relationship and it didn't work out or maybe something unfortunate happened as a result of that. Or you tried, let's say, to lose weight or gain weight and whatever protocol you used didn't work, so you automatically mark it as a failing. Or you were not good with money and got yourself in some financial trouble and then just have then ever since then labeled yourself somebody who's terrible with money. Look, I'm telling you, so much of what holds us back from truly vibrantly living our lives is our damn selves. Nobody else. Situations and things happen in life, absolutely. Some of them are absolutely out of our control. But those are the things that we also seem to anchor into our brain as we become victims to our own life. And we're not even consciously aware of it. If you listen to last week's um, episode, we talked about complaining and how that became such an automatic state that you're not even aware that you're complaining. It's just become a normal way of being. And so much is so with this week as well. I talk about these topics so much and so often and with such passion because I know that the thing that holds every single one of us back from truly living our lives is the thought that's between our two ears. It's the stories that we've told ourselves. It's the things that we've identified as being good, bad, or indifferent. It's those things. Everything is a mindset game as far as I'm concerned. And so it's learning how to play a new game. It's learning how to shift the rules of the game, so to speak, so that you can live your vibrant life. This is why I come every week to talk about these kind of things, to give you tools to do that, give you reminders of your amazingness. You are brilliant, beautiful human beings 
that deserve to live vibrantly. And right now you might not be shining real bright, but I'm hoping at the end of this baby that you can see that there's still shine in you. And I want you to go, go shine yourself up and go get yourself out there. So now let's talk about some ways to do this. Simply being aware that you've got these, let's say, shackles of doubt and holding yourself back sometimes is enough to just loosen them. Sometimes just hearing somebody say it, it's like, ah, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm doing. Doggone it. All right, I'm going to dust myself off and go. But you can also be more active in taking those shackles off. And I want to share some ways that you can actively stop holding yourself back in life. One, choose yourself and follow your own intuition. Rather than seeking someone else's opinion or approval, try not to worry about what everyone thinks. You'll never please everybody anyway. What I can tell you is, other people's opinions are based on their own insecurities or fears towards what you're wanting to do. For example, if you're considering starting your own business, you're not going to go want to talk to someone who's never had a business before. They would immediately project their fears on how hard that would be to do and make them seem like you were making just the biggest mistake of your life. The same would be true about the same situation with someone who previously had a business and it failed and they never tried again. The only thing they're going to bring to the table are all of the things of how hard it was to run a business rather than objectively sharing any pros and cons on the subject. You're always going to find doubters. You're always going to find people who have an opinion on something. What's your opinion? And if you don't know, go try. Then create your own opinion. Or go get the opinion of somebody who's gone and got the thing that you're wanting to do. If you're wanting to get in really good physical shape, then go get some. find somebody who's done that. If you want somebody who's overcome some obstacles in their lives, go do that. If you want to go after somebody who's made a business and has done well at it, go talk to them. Do not go talk to the doubters, the naysayers. Those are only going to be reflections of that inner critic inside your head. I promise you that's what you're going to get. But you go talk to people who have achieved the thing that you want to achieve. Ooh, that's a little bit more challenging for your inner critic to kind of come up and try to beat you up over that because they got nothing. But when there's naysayers, doubters, and those that tell you all the reasons it's not going to work, oh, that is the playground for your inner critic. Number two, get comfortable with the unknown. Surrender to it. Practice moving forward amidst unpredictability. Try it with small things. Just take the next step. You don't need to see the whole path ahead or gather every bit of information because I can tell you when you do that, you immediately throw out your process. You stump yourself right there. You're dead in the water. 
Take some steps because you don't know what you don't know. And you're not going to know what you don't know until you start making some steps to see what you can see. Things just unfold, my friends. Number three, reframe your relationship with failure. See it as an inevitable step on the path to success and an opportunity to gather data, to grow and learn. Also, don't take it personally. It happens to everyone. Whether it's a failed relationship, a setback in your weight loss or weight gain journey, or going off the rails with your spending, these are all the things that can be shifted, changed, and improved upon. Take what you learn from those experiences and see how you can improve upon them and make gains in the areas of the life that you may have fallen back on once or even more than once and been knocked out on. And remember, you're not the same person you were back then. This is what I know. And I use this example in some form, shape, or another. If a young child who wanted to learn to walk stopped trying to walk after so many attempts to do so, can you imagine where that child would be today? Have the tenacity of a child to live your life fully, no matter how many attempts it takes you. You're worthy of living it, damn it. Number four, act in spite of your securities. You can't get rid of those doubtful thoughts. Even the most successful people still have them. I know I do. But they don't have to hold you back. It's not the thought that matters. It's the action that drives the result. As Nike says, just do it. Number five, find your North Star. Know where you're headed. Create a vision. Instead of living a directionalist or a self-imposed hostage life, choose what you want and commit. Be dedicated and focused on keeping shooting for what you want. And I promise you, you do that, you will hit the target. As we begin to wrap up this week's episode, I would like you to ask yourself, why do I not go all in on my life? Because I can tell you, none of us are getting out of here alive anyway. So why not go all in? I am. Are you? I'd love to know. If you have found this helpful and would like more topics like this or know someone who could use a little extra support along the way, I'm going to encourage you to reach out and schedule some time with me, which I'll share with you in just a minute. I'm also going to encourage you to share and follow this podcast as a new episode comes out every week. Lastly, here's some ways that you can connect and or schedule time with me. I'm on Instagram at Ask Dr. Kelly Ray. I'm on Facebook at Dr. Kelly Ray B, B is in Brown. On TikTok, it's Dr. Kelly Ray. My website is drkellyray.com. And my email is drkellyray at gmail.com. 
Until next week, please know I send you so much love.